you cats and cows, welcome to Tea and Tales, the podcast where we talk about a bunch of tales and drink a tea or two. Uh, I'm Sarah. I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. And our topic today is talking animals. Meow. Moo. <laughs> That's just regular talk. Do people talk, oh, but an animal version. It's like... <laughs> You sound like a Sims character. <laughs> no, Sims. An animal Sims. Sublargistiglorgit. Best of cow. When I first played The Sims, I thought something was wrong with my computer. <laughs> and I kept trying to fix the, the language. Oh my god, what's wrong with the sound? <laughs> what language is that? No, but we mean talking animals uh, that are actually speaking words like, that we can understand. That's how soon we got derailed. <laughs> <laughs> 3.4 seconds. Uh, to celebrate one of our most famous and current topics that we will be roundtabling today, which is Animal Crossing. Woo woo! We are drinking a very, well, it's supposed to be a very tropical type of tea. It's green guava blend. In addition to the green tea and the guava flavoring, it has orange, um, raspberry, and cornflower. And it is from Simpson and Vale. What do we think about our tea today? Um, it's less flavorful than I predicted. It's it. definitely not like a fruity herb, uh, <laughs> herbal tea. How many uh, H's are in herbal? Seven. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, it's fine. It tastes, it, it kind of tastes like I went to a Chinese restaurant and had some tea that was fine. That's usually it would be fruitier yeah, with all those lists of fruit that you went yeah. right on down. I mean, can you taste any orange in that at all? I can taste zero orange in that. Oh, I mean, it's it green though. It is. I don't usually like green tea because it has that like earthy flavor mm-hmm. in it. So it doesn't have that. So maybe. Um, I just maybe you just need to brew it longer. Tea. Milder. It's I made of green. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to brew it longer, maybe, and I hope it so. doesn't get bitter. Erica will swear that she brewed it for the amount of time recommended. The time on the That's paper true. said two minutes. But it looked it light, minutes. but, you know, um, here we That's are. all right. We have some other good teas from Simpson and Vale, so That's don't, true. don't knock the company. It's Is that a, prickly pear? Um, it is the they do have a prickly I pear love one. try the prickly pear guys it's so great it's, that one is the Grand Canyon tea blend is what she is referencing it's so the ultimate it is very it's good. my favorite but Simpson and Vale they are I think based out of Connecticut and um, they also sell coffee which nice. is pretty good I hear I don't drink coffee but <sighs> the people I had bought it for said it's tasty try it yeah so Animal Crossing woohoo Erica how many how many Animal Crossing games have you played. Um, just this, the one that's out right now. The current one for the I Switch? think I tried Pocket Camp for, like, a day. Mm-hmm. And then... Pocket Camp. And then on the phone. I was, like, yeah, on the four phone. then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Um, Pocket Camp was so good when it first came out, but then I quickly got bored with it and uninstalled it from I my phone. I uninstalled it, and then I uninstalled it, and then I reinstalled it and had to start from the beginning, and then I uninstalled that's it. Happened. have not reinstalled it since. I will say, though, like, I had a friend that was playing it, who shall rename, like, nameless, uh, and she was playing it constantly, and sometimes we'd be hanging out, and she was like, oh my gosh, I have to remember, like, when we're done that I have to go and, like, check in on this. And I, like, had never played a real-time game that much. Much, mm-hmm. And I just didn't get it until I played, like, the game itself, so. Yeah, so, fun fact about Animal Crossing. Well, what is Animal Crossing oh. for those people that, the few people in the, the world that the don't know. The two and a half people who don't own a Switch and don't know what Animal Crossing is. It is a game where you play as a person, a human, that is in a world full of talking animals. They're, like, humanoid, so they're not, like, like you go and walk up to a cat. What's the word anthropomorphic? Yes. Yay. Human-like animals. Listen, yeah. That's similar. You're the smart one. 
<laughs> there you go. There's your, your vocabulary word for the day. Uh, prologue? Yes. <laughs> Bring that back. Um, yeah. And so uh, in the very first one, there's like, so the very first one came out on the mm, GameCube. I think. Yeah. yeah. We did so not have it. And then there so. was one on the Wii. We didn't have that one either. I believe, which I also didn't play. But then there was one. There might not have been one on the Wii. I might be lying. But the, the one that I started with and Sarah started with was uh, Wild World. If you go back and play it now, it's like the chunkiest, most puppet game. You're like, how? I Why? used to remember like Tom Nook and Isabel showing up in my Mario Kart game on the Wii. And I was like, who? What What are these things? Like, I need to become a part of <laughs> And I was world. like, I just want to play Yoshi. What is happening? <laughs> the nice thing about the old games, well, I say it nice. The nice thing about the old games is that the animals had a lot of More personality, personality. And they mm-hmm. would sass you so hard. They really would. Like, you get... There's so they've toned down the grumpy, so different much. types of villagers, and one of them is like grumpy or like snooty or whatever, and they're really not as bad as I do find that the snooty ones are extremely snooty though. Sometimes they're like depending uh, on who you get. You're I mean, I, there's videos they on make YouTube fun of where... like the lazy ones a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. As they mean, should. They should. The yeah. lazy ones are gross. They're like, sorry, my shirt's stained and crusty. Or thanks for the shirt. Yeah, like, legs all gross. This one doesn't have a stain on it. I'm gonna change right now. So, um, basically, with the new version, you're on an island, and you're, you you have a house, and you can do chores, which I know that everyone <laughs> that doesn't so play it is like, fun. oh, good, I get to play, like do digital chores. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's like fishing, you can collect the fruit that grows on the trees, you can plant trees, you can terraform weeds. once you get to, like, a certain point in the game. Mm-hmm. There's characters that visit every day. Um my favorite is K.K. Slider, who is the He's dog. Cool. Um, they've what, written what is, what so many do? songs. What does he do? Who's K.K. Slider? K.K. Slider is a dog who plays the guitar, and he's, like, wait, basically wait, supposed to be the most <laughs> successful musician in the world of he's Animal Crossing. the only musician. Tom Nook is, like, slobbery for him. He's like, he oh, really my God. But the best thing is he has all these songs you can get and put on your radios throughout the island. And so it's kind of like, you know, you try and get different ones. And And then your animals will sing along. They do. They They sing. So that was a big, uh, one of the big new things in this game, which again, this is New Horizons versus Wild World and New Leaf, which was the second DS game, which was for the DS, the 3DS or 2DS, which I also played. It was fun. But you can place items on your island outside of your home. You could never do that before. You could oh, have, really? like, a, a stereo down and have you your animals You could have 40 talk. toilets. You could what? have it. That's what I Before this game came out, I was like, Sarah, I'm going to buy all the toilets. And put them on but the then if you go and you're, like, trying to get your island to five stars, which yeah. is the best, which I still haven't done. Oh, my gosh. I did that, like... If you designed your whole island, I get it. And it was perfect and beautiful. But I'm like, I like the forest. And they're like, you have too many trees. I don't know. My my flowers are out of control right now. It's too many. Oh, I spent, when I, I've finally gone back and started playing a little more, maybe in the last month or so. And the snowboys. And I've spent, like, multiple play sessions where the only thing I did was dig up flowers and sell them. Yeah, I don't know. The the one that's right now is I was reading it was the it's the twenty eighth best selling video game in history, that and I'm surprised me. that it's only twenty eight. Oh yeah, I would have thought that it does surprise because me. the timing was so good Perfect. that it came out right so that when was, all of us. That was my favorite fun fact about this game is that it was scheduled to come out March 
20th, 2020, but it, they released it a day early. And then I started working from home on the 23rd, that Monday. I had literally only nuts. purchased my Switch. Like, I bought my Switch from a co-worker, and I'd only bought it a week and a half before we went into... I bought your Animal Crossing for you. You did. <laughs> but just, like, the sheer amount of people that have been playing it during quarantine. And I've read that, like, the reason people think it's so popular is because, like, everything is real-time, and you can do these activities every day. It's given people, like, a sense of normalcy and Mm -hmm. like habits that they haven't been able to have during quarantine which I think is really interesting and you can visit each other's islands uh we would have like our friends that wouldn't but we couldn't see because COVID our D&D group would get together yeah (laughs) I remember I was in the hospital getting my gallbladder out and like I of course like was quarantined from everyone couldn't even see my family in the hospital and I you guys would come to my island and it was like I was hanging out with you and like the fireworks yeah (sighs) So good. So what is your favorite K.K. Slider song? Um... I mean, KK Bubblegum is great. It's and it's so good. It's, it's a classic. Yeah. Um, I did write it out for my students, and a lot of them yeah. have been playing it. <laughs> it's got my face. It's great. I'm like shocked and amazed. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I did put KK Bubblegum. Um, KK Disco. Also very good. What's your um, favorite? My yeah. favorite is KK Stroll. My I love stale KK cupcakes. Stroll. <laughs> I love stale cupcakes. The song, not the stale. But KK yeah. Bubblegum is definitely top That's a. Two. It's a banger. It's so <laughs> you good. You have no idea what we're talking do, about. Do, Pick do, one do, of the do, titles do, and go do, do, search do, do, it do, in YouTube. Do, do, do. Yeah. There's even a band that's, I think it's called 8-Bit Jazz Band, yeah. that has done like full big band versions of a bunch of KKs. Uh, and a bunch um, of video games. KK Gumbo. Because they're all yes. like northern. They're and so if you don't know what it is, they're all um, styles from like around the world, and they do the album covers to kind of yeah. match it. So I got one the other day. I think it's like KK Aria, and it's done like a Naxos cover of like classical music that's yeah. published, and it's just. If you're into, like, music and records and things like that, it's just, like, a fun, cool thing in the game. That, uh, yeah, another really cool thing is, like, when you go to visit K.K. Slider, he comes on Saturday nights. Usually, you can go and see him, and, like, he'll sing the song to you, and you get a little, like, bootleg, you put it on your stereo, but, like, then you hear the stereo version, and it's, like, a little mini song. It is different. So, they, yeah. well, they've polished. recorded two versions of every single yeah. song. So, they have an so acoustic good. version, and he, like, howls because he's a dog, he and he whistles. really so. cute. He's Everything good. fades away, and there's, like, leaves so, and stuff. <laughs> I said K.K. Slider was one of my favorites. Who, Sarah, who's one of your other favorite visitors to the island? Because there's um, one that comes every day. Oh, visitors versus favorite villager. Cause I, I like, what's the skunk's name? Uh, Skip? Yeah. I okay. like him as a character. I oh, that's like not in this one? No, he, no, has, he, he, has. Sh- he sells shoes and, like, backpacks and oh, things. What's his oh, I guess he is a skunk. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I thought he was a badger. He says, oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> I suddenly um, can't think of. Uh, I like the guy who I flies you to the island. Who is like Wilbur? Yeah, he's so. Yeah. Good. I like both Wilbur and Orville. Yeah, they're both. So, they're brand new characters to this Kicks game. Kicks is his name. I was close. Yes. Skip Kicks. Kicks. I just like oh. Wilbur and Orville because of the Wright brothers. Like, very of funny. course. Well, yeah. the, that's like a. And whenever you on. travel to a different island, it says we will be making a water landing. That's okay because this is a seaplane. <laughs> <laughs> It's just really cute. And so, like, not to spend a whole podcast talking about about Because we could just have an Animal Crossing podcast. Um, I do have some stats. I'm not sure if you guys want me to read them, though. Because I was curious... As to how many hours each of us has played. Oh, no. I don't have it okay, in front listen, of me. I have no, it in front of me. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Do you it. want me to share yeah, that? Okay. It's been a minute since I'm going to let you know, though, though, that I played solidly for, like, eight hours a day for, like, three months. So, um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Sarah wins. Sarah and Emily are only 15 hours apart. Which one of you is hired? I'm Sarah, definitely. 
Am I higher? Am I really higher? So, Eric comes in. Okay, so I do have them, and you're sure you want me to read these? Yeah. I, okay, so there's definitely no shame in my game. <laughs> a little I, shame. I apologize if there's a weird editing in there. We had a lot going on in the house. So, um, so I come in. I'm the lowest, which is a surprise to know. I also got it after all of you because you yeah, guys were yeah. playing it, and my husband was playing it. I was like, this is fun. You had the FOMO. So I bought. I did have the FOMO. I <laughs> literally bought a switch light to play Animal Crossing. Amazing. Um, I come in at 195 hours. Not That's bad. a lot. How many days is that? I don't want to know. Um, let's quick, <laughs> quick do the math. So. That is eight days I have played. That's not bad. That's more than a week. Okay. Uh, My husband, Zach, who is our sound engineer, has 285. Holy moly. Why are you saying holy moly? You have more than a... (laughs) Sarah comes in at... (laughs) 440 hours. Yeah! And that's right. Emily is higher with 455. That's nuts. I wonder if it does. Which, if you're wondering, is about 19 days of time. (laughs) But guess what? I still have two friends on my Nintendo account that have over 500 hours. Wow. Does it stop counting after that? No, it's still counting. There's one that's like 550. Oh, my God. So I mean, I still play a little, but it was solidly like five hours a day for a long time. I stopped for a while. I stopped in about like October ish. I think more like September when I went back to school and mm-hmm. like was working. And then since like December, I've been back into it again. But I just do like little check ins. Yeah. I have been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses like mm-hmm. real hard. So I gotta go back and check on my animals, make sure they're not dead. But let's let's talk real quick. Well so uh oh <laughs> favorite villagers is where I was gonna go. Oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. villagers. Punchy. Punchy's so great. Mine Punchy is the cat. Mine is lucky. The dog. The dog, who is not lucky because he has bandages and, like... Punchy is my favorite from, like, the old game, though. Mm. And then... I have... Lucky was also in the old game. He was in the first game. I have Mary on my island and she's very cool. Who's Mary? Um, She's a cat and she's peppy. And she's... I have lots of She's just, like, a white cat and I did have Anka for a while. She just left. Anka's also rare. Rare. Yeah, I let her go because she just sat there all the time and didn't interact with the other villagers. Now you can sit... I know her house. Her house was like a pyramid, which was cool. But but she did nothing. She Mm -hmm. just kind of sat there. So, Um, also, I'm pretty sure Kid and um, Kid is a goat, and I have Eric, who's a really rare, like lazy reindeer. And I'm pretty sure they're in like a relationship or hitting on each other. Because Kid asked me to like give Eric clothes and was like, "How does he look in them?" (laughs) And then like Eric was having me deliver clothes to Kid, and I was like, "Ooh, is there a secret romance going on?" Who was your first two animals on your island? Uh, Biff and Cat. And I wish I'd kept Cat Mm -hmm. because she sings all the time. But I let her go. I had um, who was the angry koala? That everybody hated that was in that one comic. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I had that one, and then I had the ugly lion. What's his name? Lionel. No, buddy. Mott. <laughs> I met the Mott. Apples? No, I met Mott the other day, and I did not invite him to my island. My favorite thing, though, is that if you, uh, if someone moves off your island and you don't pick someone, Tom fills You get a, you get a rando, in. but sometimes you get it from other people's islands. Yep. Yeah. Because I got your friend Hannah's ugly oh, bear. And I got My that first stupid... two were Agnes and Lyman, and they were, they were great, but I let them both go. Agnes yeah. is okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a couple I would like to leave. Pee Wee, the gorilla, 
his like catchphrase is "wee little baby," and I just need him to be. Like, <laughs> what you don't want to be called "wee little"? No, baby. but you know what? Kids started calling me "maestro" the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, he knows." I kids wonder the if best. he picked that He's up. Well, he wouldn't pick that up from Ireland because I still have my kid. But I made oh. a bunch of my animals say "maestro" because that was a SpongeBob. Oh, that's funny. No, mm-hmm. I just maybe it's because I have a lot of like I have a whole uh, room of musical instruments. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. Anyway, so are there any other games that have talking animals that you guys like to play? I could come up with, like, um, Hollow Knight is good. There's a lot of bugs that are talking in that one. Um, Hades has, um, what's the dog's name? But he doesn't really Cerberus? talk. Cerberus. Cerberus. He doesn't talk, though. He goes, <laughs> And then you do get a translation, which yeah. is kind of funny. Um, what else do I even play? I didn't write. I actually am doing a video game for mine. Oh, okay, so, so we won't use that then. Yeah, but um, I, I can think of another one. But I bet there's, like, a ton There's a there. lot. I yeah. feel like any Nintendo game counts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Yoshi. Yoshi sort of Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Oh, Donkey Kong. Does Jack and Daxter count? He yeah. doesn't talk. Daxter does. Is Daxter an animal? <laughs> yeah, isn't he, like, a ferret? <laughs> you said that with such aggression. Tweet like at Tales 1 if I'm wrong. <laughs> Uh, I love those games. Those are fun games. All right. Well, so let's go on to our tales. Um, oh, we, and then we'll, we'll have another one that we're going to talk about in more depth a little bit later. Yeah. Um, Emily's going to go first because I'm looking at her. So Heck yeah. It's her turn. I remember several different episodes where it's like, yeah. Sarah. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was trying to think. I think I also went first for superheroes, but I don't remember. Anyways, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Teacher has picked. <laughs> <laughs> Student will go. So for my first, as, so it's kind of a nice transition because we're talking about video games. I picked the video game Persona 5, which I play on the PS4. Yeah, kind of a weird pick, but, you know, not bad. I don't know this This game. is one of my absolute favorite games. This is a mm. Japanese role-playing game, JRPG, um, which was released in 2017 for both the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. But Hey, yeah. Emily, tell us the story of how you came to come into possession of this game. <laughs> That's a whole set Good job, Sarah. Thank, Thank you. Uh, I'll lay down until the swelling goes away. <laughs> full-time 2018, I was at a GameStop, and it was like... The Monday after Black Friday, they were, like, extending their sale through Cyber Monday. And I go, I'm like, I just need, like, a, a suggestion for a game. Well, I like I like RPGs. She's like, you should play Persona 5. It's so fun. My and favorite character is Yusuke. And I was like, all right, I'll try this game. And then I I loved it. It's got great style, great music. You I'll owe that GameStop employee. I do. No I don't one think owes she works any GameStop employee anything. <laughs> I don't think she works there. Right anymore. now, their stocks are skyrocketing for some reason. Really? Something with really? Reddit. Yeah, there's some weird thing oh. going on right now. Oh, I heard they were... Probably by the time this episode airs, it's going to be in the toilet. But, like, <laughs> they've gone up, like, 300% just in the last day or two. Oh, I heard something. they were, like, going out of business. Well, they are. That's why yeah, it's, like, a weird I... thing that's happening. Anyways. Um, <laughs> they got some cool merch, whatever. So I'll tell you a little bit about Persona 5. It takes place in modern-day modern, modern day Tokyo, and it follows a high schooler student who recently transferred to a new school after being falsely accused of assault and put on probation. Over the course of a school year, he and other students awaken to these special powers, uh, which are called Personas, and they become a group of secret vigilantes known as the Phantom Thieves of Hearts. They explore a world called the Metaverse um, and enter dungeons known as Palaces. A supernatural realm created by a person's subconscious desires, usually like bad desires. 
I'm back on the fact that they call the dungeon palaces. They're still dungeons, though. They, they dungeon are dungeons. Palace. Yeah. yeah okay. It's just their fancy word for it. They're trying to make people feel <laughs> less bad about being stuck in a dungeon. Yeah, probably. Also, my cat is currently parkouring off the walls, so you're welcome. Parkour. Listeners. Or it's haunted. <laughs> no, it's definitely Holmes. <laughs> Continue. Um, no, you're fine. I just didn't find where it was reading. Um, and so they, they aim to go into these palaces and steal a treasure, that which is basically the, the source of people's evil desires. Um, and they battle these enemies known as shadows, using the physical manifestations of their psyches, known again as personas. Um <laughs> And the, the, the protagonist, who is the main character you play as, gets to capture a bunch of personas, like Pokemon, and you can combine them and make other other personas, and it's it's super fun. Um, and Gotta catch them all. Pretty much role-playing, uh, dungeon-crawling elements alongside social stimulation scenarios. <clears throat> I'm dying. This game has it all. A little. So, uh, do, is this a build-your-character, or you play as a character that's already created? You play as a character already created. But you do you have a choice, a or do you have, like... It's just one it's, person. It's just one person. Oh. Yeah. Well, you say you had said that the employee said so and so is my char- favorite character. So, so you, I didn't know so if you, you were like, saying uh, gain other characters as you go through the game. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But you don't like run around as them. No. Not really. No. no. They like follow you when you're in the dungeons and the palaces. They're just your friends. Now, Emily, those are where, good friends to follow you into a dungeon. Uh, where are the talking the animals? Palace. How is this relevant? <laughs> All good questions, my friends. Oh dear. Enter stage left. Morgana, the talking cat, or Mona. Depending on if you're in a palace or not, uh, the Phantom Themes Apart have these secret code names so that the, the shadows won't know it's them in real life or whatever. Um, <laughs> they first encounter uh, Morgana in a cell in the first palace, which is Ko- uh, Kamashita's palace, who is like a corrupted gym teacher who's abusive. And they free him from the cell, and then they go on adventures, and he's a talking cat. So outside of the, the palace, he is a house cat, like a domestic black and white cat. Um, and he's like, meow, meow, meow. And so nobody who can actually, who hasn't been in a palace can understand what he's saying. But he can talk to, like, everybody who's been awakened to their persona powers. Which is super cool. He also has the ability to turn into a van. A van? Yeah. Like a vehicle? Like yeah, because he's a magic van. cat. Like a beep, 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 just yell. <laughs> As one does. Um, <clears throat> yeah. He also will proclaim to anyone who listened that he is not a cat, but actually a human boy, because he actually uh, forgot his memories. There are two games. There's Persona 5, and then there's Persona 5 Real, and there's, like, more with the you're going to say Persona 6. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one day. I'm sure. Persona um, 5.1, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so he, he kind of acts as, like, the mentor for the, the group and, like, shows them how to fight and use their abilities and, like, gives you the tutorial. So that's cool. He's great, and he's fun. He's a talking cat, so a cat. I also have a talking cat I'm going to talk about, so... I guess, yeah, it's your turn. Meow! Okay. <laughs> Sarah is bumped to third place. I didn't know if you were done, though. No, like, yeah. What's your favorite part of... Uh, well done. Who's your favorite character? Uh, my Persona. favorite character is Makoto, who comes in. She's the fourth fourth character that you recruit. Um, but it just uh, the music is so good. The style is so good. The only thing that <clears throat> I would complain about is that the dialogue goes a little long, but... Mm. That's like laissez-faire. I love it, and I've played it more than once. So, <laughs> like Gulliver and talking in the as a talking Gulliver, he animal and Animal Crossing. Yeah. Do you have cat earrings on I to do. celebrate your cat? They're Sailor Moon earrings, but they are cats. That's okay. I think as you're talking about the cat, it's setting off my cat because he is like. I have a cat named Holmes, and he's just losing his mind he's right now. He's oh, We around. should definitely talk about all our pets <gasps> at some point. We can, yeah, sometime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
on it right now. <laughs> I'm going to go to my talking cat since uh, we already brought him up. And mine is uh, Salem Saberhagen from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So nice. I did think about doing this, but I yeah. wasn't I just, to save it. I, Sailor Moon. I lived and breathed Sabrina Teenage Witch when I was really? a kid. Because I was like that perfect age of like middle school, high school when TJF was out. So it was like Boy Meets World and Sabrina mm-hmm. and like Full House had been out for a while. I don't think that was on TJF, but it was like that whole era of like the young adult shows that were good. So I was always more of a Sabrina fan than a Boy Meets World fan, which was sacrilegious to most of my friends at the time. But it yes. turned But I was into fantasy stuff as I still am. So mm-hmm. um, Sabrina is based on the Archie comic book series created by George Gladier. And uh, she appeared in other stories, but the comic, um, the main comic, ran from 1971 to 1983. And then it was also rebooted in 96 um, when the show came out. They were like, ooh, let's bring this back. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we'll make money. And then they rebooted again in 2000 when the show was still going on to kind of it didn't really oh, work and boy. then they like re- I don't know I never read the comics um, they do exist in the same universe though as Archie so sometimes Sabrina shows up in that. Archie yeah so like her and Jughead and apparently like their towns are supposed to be like neighboring towns mm-hmm. I guess like Riverdale I think is what it is oh, yeah my. so anyways um, the <laughs> show true. though I'm going to talk mostly about the show the show ran from 1996 to 2003, so right in my, like, formative teenage years. Um, <laughs> Aren't you still in your formative teenage I look like I am. Um, <laughs> it starred Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina, Carolyn Ray, Beth Broderick, and the voice work for Salem was done by Nick Bacay. Um, the show was about Sabrina Spellman, who discovers she is a witch on her 16th birthday. She's raised by two, her two aunts, who are also witches and have been keeping it a secret for this whole time, and a not-a-cat named Salem. <laughs> the show has a lot of positive zany humor and balanced the magical storylines with being a teenager in the late 90s. So she can't, um, there's a lot of rules in place and she has like a big magic book and she's trying to learn her spells. Grimoire? Yes. Yeah. And so she's trying to do all that, but also be a teenager. So unlike that series that we're not talking about, um, Harold something. Bloppy blotter. Yeah. Bloppy blotter. Bloppy um, <laughs> blotter. Um, so, like, they don't have a rule where you can't use magic on or around non-magical people. Mm-hmm. They just aren't supposed to know that you're a witch. So she uses it all the time. And But, like, you know, sometimes she does it and she, because she's a teenager, she finds that, like, she's not always making things better or... Um, is running into problems of, like, keeping her life a secret while trying to, like, be friends with her closest friends or date Harvey, who's, mm-hmm. like, the love interest for most of the series. Um, and then also, like, you know, when they come over and one of her guardians is a talking cat, they can't know that. So <laughs> Salem is where on to the talking cat. Um when her friends would come over, or specifically Harvey, and, like, if her aunts were out of town, and they'd always be like, how are you here by yourself? Well, she would know that she was being watched over by this cat, but, <laughs> like, they would, like, do some spell to where the kids wouldn't think it was weird that he was talking to them, and then as Good. soon as they left, they would go away. So, anyways, so Salem, though. Salem, obviously, is named for the city. Um, There are many versions of Salem's backstory due to the many different adaptations, but generally he is a warlock sentenced to live 100 years as a cat after doing something very naughty. (laughs) Usually this naughty thing is trying to take over the world, but depending on the iteration, it might have been other things. Usually it's that, though. So how did he end up with Sabrina, then? Um, Punished extra punishment? (laughs) No, no, no. So he ended up because her aunts are very powerful witches, Mm -hmm. 
they were tasked with keeping him. And then he has some like co-conspirators that you see at some points. And they're also in different animals and like relatives of her aunts have them. So they're split up as different animals. And like the wizard tribunal or whatever, like said, you are in charge of him. (laughs) So, so is he a bad guy then? Well, no, he was. And now he's just like... A sassy. He's just kind cat. of sassy and stuck as a cat. So That's like true. he still um so despite his world domination desires, he is very <laughs> caring and tries to help Sabrina. His plans aren't usually successful, but he wants the best for her. So um he was often used as the comic relief with like deadpan delivery, puns, and sarcasm. And he is always trying to return to being human and regain his powers, but it never works. Never. So never. Um he's, for him. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's definitely a final sentence. I think you do at one point see him, if I'm remembering correctly, like there's some way that you see him as like a human for mm. one episode. Like through like an orb or a magic. Uh, yeah, some <laughs> some magic thing happens or maybe it's like a I don't know, a parole hearing or something. I don't remember. <laughs> but he uh, he doesn't get it. He's always a cat. And so that's funny. Um the thing that I like that's really funny about him is that even though um he is a cat, like it, he's a human in a cat he has a lot of different um, interests and some of them are human related and some of them are cat related. <laughs> so he really likes to um, surf the web because that was like a big thing, late 90s, internet oh, yeah. was just coming how many, out. How many websites were there for? Right, so, like GeoCities. <laughs> so you, like, you'll see him like typing on the computer and like her friends would be like, is that cat like looking at the computer? And she'd be like, no. <laughs> so like he'd be doing things like that. But he also loves playing with yarn and finding lint and like... <laughs> And he loves, like, these certain cat treats. So he's kind of, like, morphing into being a cat. (laughs) Yeah. He does appear in the new version, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I have not watched. But he is a familiar in that one, and he doesn't Mm -hmm. talk, which is so lame. That's the best part of Salem. Yeah, that's why you couldn't talk about it for this podcast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I was going to ask... Oh, right. I jumped. The that's gun. okay. My last thing was okay. I was just going to say that um, he was usually played by four animatronic cats because it was the 90s and also that CGI would be so expensive. Mm. But sometimes real cats were used for like if you'd see him like walking around, that would mm-hmm. be a real cat. But that's anytime cool. he's talking, it yeah. was kind of Muppet like they had a lot of different people. Like one would operate the mouth, another would operate like his paws and his tail. Because he would little yeah. nail files. <laughs> the nail files and stuff, that famous gif. So yeah. Mm. That was my question. Oh, I was okay. gonna say what, like, what portrayed the cat? That's yeah. So there's four animatronic ones that for various positions, mm-hmm. and then yeah. And my dog's thirsty now, so you're welcome <laughs> for that sound effect. That's Take Louis. a shot every time Louis <laughs> takes tea. a tea. A shot of tea. Oh, that's right. Tea. So yeah, um, Salem. What's your, do you have like a favorite moment or part with Salem in it? Is there like any heartfelt moments with him? I mean, there are. I don't. It's been a while since I've watched it. To be honest, mm-hmm. I just always he was always my favorite character because he's funny, mm-hmm. um, and just that sarcasm relief, right? And they were all funny. Like the ants were funny too, but he was like funny, but still like coming up with like mischievous things to do. Mm-hmm. But they never worked out, or if they did, like they were always able to like rectify him by the end of the episode. I mean, I find it funny that his name is Salem, which is like a place where witches burn, and he wants to take up <laughs> the world. He's a war. Lock, so. <laughs> I don't remember, like, I don't remember if that was, like, his name. I mean, he has a full name, so maybe he just took on that name as, like, a oh, He has, like, a warlock name or something. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Also, Salem is just a cool name. Yeah, it yeah. is a cool name. That's true. Salem is a good name for a cat. Yeah. A black cat, specifically. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. 
All right, two talking cats, and now what do we got up next, Sarah? Um, I'm sure there are talking cats in the series of books that I'm going to talk about, the Redwall book series. Heck yeah! I, I saw that as something recommended, and I was like, ooh, I've never read it. I haven't before. read it in ages, but I have read it and had it read to me. <laughs> and there you go. That's yeah, all that's bad. That's all, that's all in that. That's right. <laughs> Redwall is a series of children's fantasy novels by British writer Brian Jack. 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 I wrote it and didn't read it out loud. Published from 1986 to 2011. The books are primarily aimed at older children. They have There have been 22 novels and two picture books published. The 22nd and final novel, The Rogue Crew, was posthumously released on May 3rd, 2011, after the author died on February 5th. Aww. Sad. But that's a lot of books. So it's a lot of books. Yes. Yeah. The series chronicles the adventures of the anthropomorphic animals inhabiting Redwall Abbey and the surrounding countryside of Mossflower Wood, including mice, moles, hares, badgers, and other woodland species. Hmm. Frequently, the peace-loving creatures of Mossflower are called upon to become warriors to defend themselves from marauding bands of vermin such as rats, weasels, and foxes. Mm. Uh huh. The novel and the series are set in many periods in the fictional history of Redwall and Mossflower. The chronological order of the stories is not the same as the order in which they were written, some taking place before the construction of Redwall Abbey itself or the far flung locations beyond Mossflower. So, kind of like Chronicles of Narnia, how. That's true. So, if you go yeah. online, there's lists that are like, this is the, the order, order that he wrote them in. Mm-hmm. This is the order that you should read them in if you want it to make sense. That's what I have to do with the Terry Pratchett books. <laughs> <laughs> the 40 of them? The Discworld so ones. Many. There's like so many charts. <laughs> I always like find them at thrift stores and I'm like, yeah. And then it's like the third of a. Three, I don't think three, it really matters for that one. Does it matter for Redwall what order you read them in? Uh, no. Could you read They're, them in release order? You could read them however you want. They mm-hmm. kind of, and there's a note about it, they are all kind of their own standalone story that kind of like has a sort of overarching yeah framework for the story to take place in i never read the books but i do specifically remember watching either a tv show or a movie not great animated yeah i thought it was good you probably did (laughs) (laughs) wow there's some shade there i live in the shade (laughs) some of the books focus on characters who in other volumes are legendary historical figures such as the legend of luke because of the widely spaced storylines very few character figures uh, are mentioned in more than one or two novels. One notable exception is Martin the Warrior, which you probably saw the cartoon about. Was he a mouse? Uh, or a gerbil or something. Yeah. yeah. A rodent of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> a little rodent guy. He's cute, though. Mm-hmm. My grandmother hates rodents. It's Why? like her They're phobia. So and okay, I don't listen to this. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> I always <laughs> had to, like, if we were going to see a kid's movie and she'd watch it with me, she'd be like, is there a mouse in it? And I'd be like, uh-uh. I don't know. No Cinderella for you. No mouse mouse hunt. That was a bad one. Mouse <laughs> hunter from Down Aww. Under or whatever. Or that one, too. It's supposed to be uh, funny, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, just any mice. She was a no, a strong no-go. No, uh, ratatouille yeah. for her. So no, I guess the rats. So yeah, no, they're still rodents. Like None that. of this though. She would not like this thing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Grandma. That's no, okay. <laughs> I don't think she's listening to our podcast. Dang, I'm not sure if she really knows. It's a what cold podcasts world. Are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one notable exception is Martin the Warrior, one of the founders of Redwall Abbey, whose adventures are chronicled in several of the novels, and who is frequently mentioned as an icon of heroism heroism, who inspires uh, later Redwall Denzies, occasionally appearing to them as a spiritual vision. Ooh. So like a force ghost. Like Luke, the like, force yeah, ghost. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is like, whoa, we want to be like and him. And his he name was... is Luke. 
Martin. No, I said it was Luke. Luke was earlier. But I'm I also was thinking that. It's fine. I'm so sorry. No, it's Pay good. attention, Eric. <laughs> My personal connection to these books comes from a hiking trip I took with some extended family when I was about 12 or 13. We spent a month and a half in the summer hiking and camping along the Finger Lakes trails. Every night when my aunt and uncle wanted me, my brother, and cousins to fall asleep, they would read to us from the Redwall books. I think we cleared two or three different books that summer. The fun thing is that the dialogue is written very phonetically, so some really fun and clever accents came out as a result. I remember listening to my uncle read with all these really silly voices, and we were like, ha-ha, and like, oh, I hope, like, character X is in this chapter, because then you have to do the voice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was not a part of that trip. No, you so weren't. I don't have these You memories. weren't that cool. But it sounds like it was you a delightful too, too time. You were too wee. I was too young, probably. Um, That's what I'm saying. You're too wee. Very wee. Big wee, little wee like, person. Wee lass. <laughs> the Redwall novels are characterized as fantasy, but make little use of magic or the paranormal. Apart from the anthropomorphicism... Apart from the fact that the animals can talk, the fantastical <laughs> appears mainly in the form of the occasional prophetic dreams or visions in which the ghost of Martin the Warrior um, appears to the animals, or a long-dead hero appears to them to impart information. Uh, at the time of Jack's death, 21 novels had been released, with The Sable Queen having been released in February 2010. The second and due to passing of Jacques' final book, The Road Crew, was released on May 3rd, 2011. And then I have a long list, which I don't have to read if you don't want me to, but it does list all of the different various animals that are... How about you give us your favorite one? Or five. Um, <laughs> my favorite, there was, I don't remember, it might have been Redwall, it might have been a different one, but my uncle read us one book that had, like, a baby mouse in it, and some not-baby, like, warrior guy was had to take care of the mouse, and the mouse would was, like, the baby mouse was, like, riding on his shoulders and, like, like hitting the him on the head and, like, Aww. singing a really loud song about something, <laughs> and the guy was, like, mm <laughs> Is there a mention of, like, a, like, a mean old rat boy who's, like, the antagonist? Um, it says... Because that's what I remember. He was so spooky. He had, like, a cotton on his eye, and there would be thunder and lightning flashing behind him, and he stole a tapestry. <laughs> that's all I remember. In the Red Not a tapestry. How <laughs> dare. Species almost invariably, with very few exceptions, uh, determines a creature's nature, whether good or evil. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. good animals are mice, otters, moles, hares, squirrels, hedgehogs, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, like, vermin includes rats, foxes, weasels, ferrets, ravens, snakes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, in general, they're like, you're so a ferret. born bad? That's sad. I like foxes. Generally. Do they have wickedness thrust upon them? Sorry. I was thinking it too. Thank you. I was like, I have to. And that's that. (laughs) What was your favorite character? Is it Martin? The Dumblemouse. It's not Dumblemouse. I think Dumblemouse. Not Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore. With the enormous ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just like suddenly was on mysterious <laughs> ticking noise. Uh, <laughs> that may not actually be his name, but I the little know. mouse that sings the annoying Sleep. song. Sounds like Dumbledore. You have a demerit for the. <laughs> you said Dumbledore and has to happen. I'm um, gonna Google it to see. The little mouse guy, when you're talking about him earlier, reminds me of Despero because there's like the little mouse with the sword. It might be. I'm not sure. But I don't, I don't think know. I don't know if he rode along with the little night guy. Red wall. The tale of Despero. Yeah. yeah, and it was so cool because the the pages of the book were frayed because mice mm. had chewed on them. Oh, mm-hmm. and that would drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> I hate beveled pages. So like what? what? So what's your favorite Redwall book? I mean Redwall, just the first one. Yeah. yeah. So it was all downhill after that. 
I mean, I I didn't really go and read all of them after that, but it was such a lovely just memory that I have. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I should read them. It yeah. kept coming up, like, when I was looking yeah. up talking animal things, because I was trying to find a book. And I had read some, but I, it had been a while, so. Yeah, I, I feel like I could have done Narnia for animals as well. I know, I was thinking that, and then we, we'd but, already done that one. So, um, speaking of Narnia, what are some honorable mentions that we have or favorites that are recommended from other people i have some posts from people so my friend ari said rufus the naked mora which didn't really talk but you know he's great sort of did he's like he does say cheese what is rufus from kim possible okay i'm sorry (gasps) sorry go into your sweater (laughs) i have Um, a cowl on my sweater and i can just kind of it's very good it looks very comfy Uh, Mm -hmm. autumn said aristocrats yeah i feel like there's tons of aristocrats somebody might even be talking about one who knows because i was thinking jungle book when you were talking about snakes because like jungle book Uh, the new jungle book although there's been so many live action ones but the like one that did well i thought was very cool like the CGI. The li- oh, I didn't the see live it. action jump. What about the no. good dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda actually said the the series that you talked about, which was the originals, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Salem. Chris said Aslan. Um, Alan said Templeton from Charlotte's Web. I was going to mm-hmm. do oh, Charlotte's yeah. Web, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven said Zootopia characters, which is great. Victoria said Scooby-Doo again. You said Scooby-Doo and zombies. Look at this. Two She's Scooby-Doo's. really feeling the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, Does he talk, though? Scrappy talks, I guess. He goes, Okay, he doesn't really stop. But Scrappy talks more than Scooby. Yeah, Scrappy's good. Scrappy's studied. He's fine. Um, (laughs) He's annoying. (laughs) Chris also said, All the animals in Watership down. Oh, but I don't know that. Am I too young? It's a downer. He says, It's called down right in the title. (laughs) You think it's a cute little story, but then. Nothing is ever a cute little story. Josh said, Shunt, and I also don't know. What that is. That sounds like a made-up thing. It surely does. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like it's made up, too. So, thanks, Josh. Um, my friend Leah said, Reap a Cheat from Narnia. Yes. And Purge the Cowardly Dog. Which, again, oh, does he okay. talk? He goes, Chunt is from Hello from the Magic Tavern. He's a changeling. Oh, okay. A changeling. Which would not make them an animal. I don't know, but at least it's clear. We, I mean, he didn't cool. make it up, though. So. Okay. Um, and then, last but not least, my dad said, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Which is something that is, like, from our childhood. We definitely watched that a lot. Sesame Street. Sesame Street, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you could pretty much say almost any Disney movie. Yeah. Um, my particular favorite talking animal, though, is Doug and Up. Or just all of the dogs and Up with their collars. Oh, they cry. Yeah. <laughs> I just love because, like, they don't make them talk like they're human-esque. It's like they're saying just what a dog would say. Like, yeah. I Squirrel. I just met you and I love you. Or I love you. I hit I hit under your porch. I hit under your porch because I love you. I hit under your porch because I love you. Um, Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, but aren't those stuffed animals? I mean, they're animals. <laughs> My favorite from Winnie the Pooh is Piglet, though. Yeah, about Hong the musical. <laughs> Eeyore was always my favorite Winnie the Pooh character. I have a little Eeyore that used to ride around my car with me, but he's kind of gotten um, pale. Because we all wish we could be outwardly as depressed as we are internally. (laughs) And just our friends would still love us for the way we are. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's Um, true. I was a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan growing up. Didn't watch it. Huge. Which I feel like I would love it now. So I can probably (laughs) go back I mean, what's not to like? They're ninjas. They're They're turtles. turtles. They love pizza. Um, they, they have were all like boys. I know, but I didn't there care. Was like I was such a big tomboy. Right? April, right? April. Yeah, she was yeah. the newscaster. And then there was like the rat guy, Splinter. He was yeah. their like 
teacher. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah. Bad guy. Um, the Muppets. That counts as talking animals, yeah. I think. Sesame Are we doing Street, our honorable yeah. mentions, too, or just the... We're just... The, just, we're just um, the rules I are... I don't know. I, it's, well, okay, I so do. let's do the you one. Do the second, like, yeah. Round so one? we, uh, Emily and I, both thought the other one might be doing this yeah, one. So it's again. it's Homeward Bound. So good. Do you want to so cry? Good. Watch Homeward Bound. That's right. So, there's three of them, and they're yeah. all. Great. Do you yeah. want to remember what it was like to be twelve? Watch Homeward <laughs> Bound. <laughs> Eat a bell pepper. <laughs> I know that it was like a super achievement in like how they made them look like they were talking. Yeah, it was before like cgi and stuff so like they would use like peanut butter and things like that it was intense intense as a child i thought animals were going to die oh yeah i was like and i think that's where my fear of like checking to make sure all the dogs and cats are like in my house and doors are locked and that comes from because i'm like oh my god i can't get out because sassy can we can we talk about how sassy fell down a waterfall yeah and got, she was like, attacked by a porcupine no chance got attacked oh by a porcupine. so sorry wrong yeah Batman. it's a spoiler but man the ending oh, yeah every time it's like we gotta leave shadow but if you haven't seen it homeward bound is a story it's <laughs> talking about it right. no, <laughs> homeward bound is, it was it's made so in the good. 90s it's um, this family goes on a trip and they basically board their their two dogs and their cat while they're gone. And Sassy Chance and Shadow. Yes. Yeah. The Shadow is a golden retriever. He's Chance is like a bulldog. He's and white and he's so cute. He and he's so like cute. the really like. And he's voiced by Michael J. Fox, which is like perfect ac- voice acting. And then Sassy is like the Siamese or Himalayan cat. And, and she's, she's voiced by sassy. Sally Field. Yeah. She's sassy. Yeah. And. So the ca- the cat is of course like saying what you think cats would say, and like the bulldog is the puppy, and so I just and- had a bad memory of when she's like trying to get food, and she's like pet me, pet me, and cats is like pet me, give me food. <laughs> well, like so, anyways, they go on a trip, and the animals think that they've been like abandoned, and that they have to find their family, so they escape they the, the kennel, and so <laughs> the family like is notified and comes back, and like obviously the family didn't do that, but yeah. so it's basically their travels through the wilderness and they encounter bears and porcupines and rivers and things like that and, and waterfalls and waterfalls and like shadow is the older golden retriever and like the old wise man and so but you're the whole movie is basically just the animals like mm-hmm. there's very few human scenes yeah but like it's it's just so, so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so heart wrenching. It's so it is. scary I cried. to watch. I yeah. cried watching that movie. I would cry watching that movie today. I probably would too. You're crying right now. Any <laughs> any movie where like animals are in peril, like yeah. it gets me. Or think that they're not loved. Yeah, and they're like, we know that they wouldn't do this to us. We need to find our way home. And I'm like, oh my god. And then that's where the name comes from. <laughs> Homeward Bound. And they have to find their way home. Wait, why are there three of them though? This keeps happening. Yeah, <laughs> the there are three of them. Chance like meets a girlfriend dog, and they're like, "He's like, I'm gonna run away or something." Oh, no, no, I've only seen the first. Are they yeah. in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a long time, but it's not as good. No, yeah. but the voice acting is so good, mm-hmm. and like you see the cat, like the dogs are getting dirty, and she's always like cleaning and just being mm-hmm. like, "You guys are disgusting," mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, and she, the whole waterfall thing is like her trying to like jump across logs is like oh look it's so easy I'm a cat and I'm so great and these dogs are stupid and And then the branch breaks yeah and the guy like finds her in the bottom of the thing and And takes her gets her all fixed up and and I think it's funny how well all of us 
remember everything from it. I don't know about you guys. I haven't seen that movie in oh, probably no. oh, 20 no. years. But how many times did you watch it 20 so years So many. <laughs> I think that thing was on repeat when I was a kid. Yep, so. not Toy Story 2. No. And then, I, but it's kind of funny, like, it's, they're talking animals, but they're not in the sense, like, that they're not talking to the humans. We're yeah. just hearing the thoughts that they're, would be yeah. heard it's their if journey. they were. Yeah. It's like a secret journey almost. It's so. not for humans. I mean, it's for yeah. humans, but it's not, it's not for The talking humans. is not for them. It's for mm-hmm. each other. I don't know. It's so good. Such a good movie. Really? Yeah. And I, I should have told you. I know. <laughs> it's fine. I really like my other, other one channel. that I picked too, so it's <clears> fine. Um, yeah. So, Emily, it is your turn now. Oh, right. I still have tea. It's a great day. I have a little bit of tea <laughs> left. I was trying to see who was Shadow because I knew what the. Uh, I know, you were like named off the other two like I know. that. Now, I'm going to find it. All right. Um, he is played by someone I don't know. No? Don Amechi. Has he done anything? I don't know. All right. <laughs> my, my second tale is DuckTales. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! The 2017 reboot. So you were talking about reboots with Sabrina. And I was like, oh, I'm doing a reboot. Every day they're out, out there, there making DuckTales. Woohoo! Yeah. I love this show. You're welcome, also. everyone. It's so good. DuckTales is an American animated TV series uh, uh, developed by Matt Youngberg and Frank uh, Angonas and produced by Disney Television Animation. The series is a reboot of the original 1987 series of the same name, which focuses on the life of Scrooge McDuck and his family as they engage in a variety of adventures around the world, as well in the fictional city of Duckburg. Woo! <laughs> Almost all of the characters on the show are talking animals. Almost all of them. Which means not all of them are. But you know what? Watch the show and you'll find out why they're not all. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly birds, but there are also dogs, pigs, a bull. Is yeah, but Pluto in the show? Is no. that though? I was trying no. to think. And, but uh, Goofy, Goofy, I had a total brain Yeah, but Goofy brain, talks. I was thinking fart. Pluto doesn't talk. So that, that anyways. No, but that's actually a really good... Why is Pluto the dog there. a pet and Goofy oh my the God. dog is... <laughs> so it's actually this just getting smaller. One of my favorite things is <laughs> the very, very first scene of this show is a... It's a scene of a seagull flying and landing on different boats, and different bird fishermen folk are like, hey, get off my boat. They're talking to a bird, but they're talking birds. Mm. There's also a scene where uh, Launchpad is driving Scrooge somewhere, and he's, like, driving all crazy around the road, and there's a elderly dog woman walking her dog, and they're both bulldogs. All yeah. questionable, questionable material. Yeah. There is a moment in season three where uh, two of the kids are feeding popcorn to ducks. Like, literally, it's so good. It's so good. <clears throat> Interesting. And I'm just um, like, what is going on? Who's um, an alien? Of course. Oh, you Sorry. gave it all. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Why are there aliens in DuckTales? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't believe you've done this. It's okay. I take Anyways. that back. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> After not speaking to each other for 10 years, Donald Duck reunites with his estranged Uncle Scrooge. Dick when Jenner. he asks, I'm getting sorry. There. <laughs> you are ruining everything. Sorry, when he asked, remember how we talked about how you butted all the time? No, I'm gonna take two minutes off of your tail time. That's fine. One, one. When uh, when he asked him to babysit his three triplet nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, for the day, the boys rekindles uh, rekindles Scrooge's sense of adventure and invites Donald and the boys to live with him at McDuck Manor, along with his housekeeper, Mrs. Beakley, and her granddaughter, 
Webby Vanderquack. Who's crazy? Webby Vanderquack. She's so is a great name. Oh, she's I so thought you were great. gonna say it's the worst name. And no, I was like fair. No, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, together, along with Screws, Chauffeur, and Pilot Launchpad McQuack, the ducks go on many new treasure hunting <laughs> expeditions. Let's hear a quick quack. Quack. <laughs> Good. Those are all great. All of them ten. Um, many adventures, and they they fight. Uh, well, they like compete with villains like Flint's Heart Glomgold. The Beagle Boys and Mark Beaks, which are just some of the the villains of the show. When you are searching for tales, are you looking for what tale has the weirdest names? I like Rabbit. These are all like character names from the old the the nineteen eighty seven. But it does happen to come up a lot. But she finally talks about Shira. Buckle up! (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. It's going to be great. Oh my god, there's so many bad names in that. Um, so we're gonna just go over a little bit about the characters. If it gets too long, well, you know, Uncle Scrooge McDuck is voiced by the wonderful, beautiful, talented David. David. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, bam! Y'all dead. are a lot right now. Sorry. He sorry. is Moneybags Adventure Extraordinaire. He always has his number one lucky dime nearby. Can can be stubborn at times, but deep down, he has a heart of gold. <laughs> He certainly has enough to make one anyways, because <laughs> he's the richest you duck in the You were so <laughs> ready for that joke. I was oh like, my. I'm not going to interrupt. <clears throat> I should have been trying. Huey, no. Dewey, and Louie, voiced by Danny Beauty. What, what? Ben Schwartz. I'm kind of broke. Technically, I'm yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I said it wrong. Bad fan. Uh, and Bobby Moyen Moynihan. Moynihan. Yeah. Of Saturday Night Live. That's right. I know it's gonna say he voices a bear and we bear bears, but that's not where you're going. No, but I got it. It's okay. (laughs) Unlike the original series, uh, they are depicted as slightly older and given distinct appearances, voices, and personality. Huey wears a red polo and a cap and is the oldest of the three. Um, and his smartest brother, and he's... They're not big, triplets? They are triplets. But, but, but he's the oldest. Of he the emerged. Tri- okay, all right. Well, he, I was going to say that it doesn't <laughs> matter, but I do know triplets, and it definitely matters oh, yeah, to them. Especially which one is among the three. They really are, you so it does matter. <laughs> like, the triplets, you know how important I, it I've is. I've had a number of students that are twins and triplets, and it matters which one is the it's oldest. like, I'm so. the oldest. Mm-hmm. By two seconds. Yeah. And a devoted junior woodchuck. Dewey, wearing a long blue t-shirt, is both the most adventurous and most sensitive, as well as the one most eager to find out the mysteries that surround the uh, disappearance of their mother, Della Duck. (laughs) And last but not least is Louie, wearing a green hoodie. He is the youngest and the most money-obsessed and laid-back brother, jokingly described as the evil triplet. (laughs) Yeah. Just a couple more. Donald Duck is voiced by the talented Tony and Selmo. Who's is it the played, same guy who played Who's it? played Donald Duck since 1985. He is actually the second Donald Duck, though. He's not the first one. <laughs> uh, yes, it is hard to, to understand what he's saying sometimes, but it's probably fine. Donald is a hot, hot mess. Just trying to raise his nephews, yes. I feel like if you grew up watching cartoons, then understanding Donald Duck is a non-issue. Because yeah. I have no trouble. I don't have any issues I know people that can do the voice, and I don't understand how it's, it's possible. I don't Sounds- either. Paints Ooh, a lot. Like I can't. I can't even <laughs> <try>. <laughs> no. But he doesn't want to adventure. He just wants to sleep in a hammock and read a nice book. Um, Webby Vanderquack is voiced by Kate McEwen. Um, McEwen. Sorry. She lives in the manor with her uh, grandmother, Mrs. Beakley. Um, and she ends up being some really good friends with the triplets. And they kind of take her out of her kind of sheltered world. And last but not least is Launchpad McQuack. Who is the chauffeur who is voiced by Beck Bennett, who's also from Saturday Night Live. He played one of the Trump boys, I think. 
I don't know which one, though. I don't know. <laughs> um, just some fun facts is that Catherine I like Tate's that you all look at me anytime there's any pop culture <laughs> thing that you don't know. You have to know that. And you're just like, okay, you must know this really random fact. And the fact that I do know, like, half of them, I think, is what encourages you to keep doing <laughs> yeah. it. Listen, also, we're not going to stop They're the stable ones. <laughs> yeah. So. Catherine Tate voices Consider the yourself. famous, infamous Magic of Dispel. Uh, and Catherine Tate played it, uh, one of David Tennant's uh, companions on Doctor Who, which is kind of cool. And Lin-Manuel Miranda also voices a character on the show, which is Gizmo Duck. Cool. Who's your favorite, favorite character? Um, <laughs> I really like Webby and I really like Scrooge. They're both so great. It's, it's Ooh, so like good. Scrooge. If you like Gravity Falls, David you should. Tennant. Um, yeah. yeah. You should definitely check out the show. It's very good. If you like Gravity Falls, we need to make her not mention Gravity Falls. Oh, I'm going to mention it on the next episode, too. You and I are now just, bingo. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to take two minutes off of your next That's episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, mine is... Um, a film from the 90s, which is another favorite of mine. I'm feeling very 90s-esque today. But I, I don't know. There's been a lot of strong entries into the talking animals. If you think of, like, Sabrina mm-hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And Babe, the 1995 uh, film directed by Chris Noonan. If you somehow have not seen Babe, what are Get you doing out. with your life? <laughs> is it also a book or am I crazy? It is a book. Yeah. I so, mean, both could be true. It is an adaptation of the 1983 novel The Sheep Pig by Dick Kingsmith. And it made young Sarah cry. <laughs> Listen, babe is a better name. <laughs> yeah, The Sheep Pig is not a great name for a book. Um, anyways, if you haven't seen Babe, again, I say, what are you doing with your life? But the synopsis is Farmer Arthur Hoggett, played by James Cromwell, <laughs> wins a piglet named Babe at a county fair. Um he is originally scheduled to be the dinner for, like, a Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving because they're in Australia, so Christmas dinner or something. But he <laughs> decides to keep him and show him at other fairs. Babe bonds with the other farm animals, particularly one of the border collies named Fly, who becomes a surrogate mother to him. She teaches him how to herd sheep, despite the protestations and judgment of the other animals, particularly her husband Rex. <laughs> Farmer Hoggett soon learns that there is something special about this little pig and continues his training. And that's basically the plot of the movie. There's other things that happen in there. Um, It features voice acting by Christine Cavanaugh, who is the voice of Babe. Um, She was very known for her voice acting and did stuff for Rugrats and Dexter's Lab. And I think she died this year or very recently. She's pretty young, like in her 50s or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Maria Margulis, who I love, um, she played... Uh, fly, I think, and then Hugo Weaving is Rex, which I think, like, yeah, I was like, I never put that together, but I think as I got older and, like, when he was in The Matrix, I was like, where do I know that voice from? <laughs> and it was because years, a couple years later, he was voicing a border collie in Babe. <laughs> Good. Um, the, I'm trying to think, um, the film was made in Australia, and Farmer Hoggett's wife, Esme, was played by Magda Subansky, who was a really famous Australian comedic actress, and she wasn't really right for the role, so they aged her 20 years to play it and just be, like, the comedic force as, like, his wife. <laughs> but they were hoping that she was, like, the most famous actress at the time in Australia, like, on Australian comedies, <laughs> that that would, like, encourage people to go see the movie there or something. What year did this movie come out? 95. Huh. You were I was, yeah. Oh, my. I was babe. Um, <laughs> I was the babe. <laughs> so... The movie ended up grossing $250 million, received seven Oscar nominations, and one win for visual effects. Um, So the animals really do look like they're talking. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was done, like, it was right at the kind of 
I want to say beginning of CGI. I mean, Jurassic Park had come out before this, so it wasn't truly the beginning. But they did use a lot of similar technology, and most of the mouth movement was done with, like, computerized stuff. Hmm. Um, They did have some animatronic animals, but um, they actually used mostly just, like, live animals for a lot of it. Um, So they they had over 500 animals appear in the movie. Wow. And they trained up to 900 more that just, like, oh, we can't use this one, but we trained it. So, like, we're going to use this one. And there were... um, so many. There were so many pigs used for Babe. However, they only ever used female piglets because... um, the man parts were too visible on the screen. So even though, so Babe is always played by a female piglet. So Babe is trans. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Brilliant. Um, Yeah, so it's been named in AFI's list of most inspiring movies. Uh, The music was written by Nigel Westlake and used a combination of original music and a strange French classical music. And famously, there is a scene where Babe has run away because he's very upset. The cat, since we've been talking about talking cats, (laughs) is very mean to Babe and basically teaches him the truth that, like, people like to eat animals and they really like to eat pigs. So he gets really upset and he runs away and he gets sick. And so when he's nursing him back to health, Farmer Huggett sings the song, If I Have Words, and does a jig. And it's a new song, but it's composed to Saint-Saëns Organ Symphony. So it's like a combination. And they turned it into, like, a jig. So that's Hmm. cool. Um, The other thing that I like about this one, so... After um, the movie came out, it was credited with a sharp incline in the growth of vegetarianism <laughs> just across uh, around the world. Yeah. And uh, the lead actor, James Cromwell, was a vegetarian, but he switched to full-on veganism as a result of being in the film and working with all the animals. Wow. Like, and he still is, and he's, like, a very outspoken and, like, prominent person that speaks out for animal rights, and, like, nice. that's become, like, just his life and his career. He wasn't going to do it at first, and... And then, like, his friend convinced him to, and, like, his career took off after that. And he's been in, like, a bunch of things. And so, yeah. And the last fun thing I have about this, which I had totally forgotten about. So the writer-producer of Babe is named George Miller. And George Miller is very famous for doing another talking animal movie series, which is Happy Feet. Oh, I forgot all about him. But he's also really famous for the only other series that he's done, and that is Mad Max. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. So, as, like, those are literally, like, the only things he's done. So That's he's nuts. written and, like, produced Babe and Babe 2, Pig in the City, and <laughs> Happy Feet, and then the Mad Max ones, including the most recent one, which is crazy. You should watch it, but it's crazy. But you probably, the same audience for Babe is not the no, same audience no, for Mad Max. No, we do not. Babe is a family-friendly movie. But, yeah, so I just... I love it. It's so quotable. Um, What's your favorite quote? Ba-ram-you. Ba-ram-you. To your sheep, your fleece, your clam be true. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all of the little rats that that sing like... Three-part. They do sing little three-part so harmony. There's one in the Babe 2 that is not nearly as good. Um, but there's, like, I think it's mice that they're like, I'm hungry. And then, like, two seconds later, the mouse is like, I'm still hungry. <laughs> and, like, my dad and I would always say that, like, like <laughs> growing cute. up, I would, like, quote it back I'm to them. Hungry. Yeah, or, like, if my dad was cooking my mom and I would do it from the corner. <laughs> so, That's so cute. Yeah, I just, it stuck with me. Um but there's just a lot of, like, it's inspiring. It's um, it's a good movie for kids to, like, 
learn to take care of animals and also just like how farms work and things like I know that doesn't sound so exciting but <laughs> you do kind of see like the sheep herding and how much like real uptake and the upkeep there is with farming and like what a difficult lifestyle oh, it's it interesting. is That's respect nice. for farmers yeah, yeah and just like all the sheep and the shearing the sheep and taking care of all those animals and then you always have like the duck that's like walking around <laughs> but it's the only movie in which i'm like oh this cat is the worst <laughs> and it's just he's so mean it's one of those pushed in face cats mm-hmm. yeah and he's Little so squashed he's cat, so mean no. he scratches bait <gasps> i remember that part because yeah. i was like oh yeah, and he gets put outside. That's why he tells them that they eat pigs because he's so mad that the farmer. I mean, he's not wrong. We do. No, he's not wrong. But he was like doing that as revenge. Like you're gonna have me stuck outside in the rain. Well, then I'm gonna go. tell you what's what. Mm. I'm gonna ruin you mentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah. just how life goes sometimes. It is. Um, so we kind of already did honorable mentions. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. But no, we were did. there any that um, I didn't jump the gun on that you guys wanted to talk about? I said Bugs Bunny. Because okay. Bugs Bunny's like one of the original. Of course. You know, with all those characters. That's and then it. I said. Uh, <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Uh, Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another Disney TV series called. Um, Oh my god, Amphibia, which this girl goes to a magical land where there's a bunch of talking frogs and she's trying to find her way home. Cool. Really good. You just described every cartoon ever. <laughs> Did you have any? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm forgetting things. And later I'll be like, why? Why was I bored? Well, come back. <laughs> the only ones that I didn't mention before were um, the game Overwatch. Um which is, like, on every platform. Now, most of them are animals, but there is Winston, who's a genetically engineered gorilla. He's He's really smart. He's so great. I'm so bad playing as him. I don't play the game, but, um, like, the characters. Yeah. And then my other favorite is kind of, they don't, they're not really talking animals, is um, Walk on the Wild Side, which is a BBC, like, miniseries. And they dub (laughs) voices over top animals, like, of what they would be talking about. So I totally Googled, like, talking animals. And that's the first thing It's so funny. And they dub them, and they get, like, big actors to do it. And, like, there's, like, a an otter going down the, like, river and it's, like, singing Copacabana. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey. Are you watching me in the bath? <laughs> like, like, hey, hey, hey. Ellen, 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 Ellen. Oh no, that's not Ellen. That's Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve. Steve. So like nectar, nectar. <laughs> so if you're just looking for a really good laugh and just like YouTube, BBC, it's, Walk on the Wild good. Side, mm-hmm. it's so funny. So all right, last but Sarah, not least, woo-hoo. I am going to talk to you about the Disney movie Princess and the Frog. I so love good. this movie. It's my favorite Disney movie, probably. I mean, you can never say that and no. I mean, incredible. So, man, the Princess and the Frog. Frog. It's a 2009 American animated musical fantasy film produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios and released by Walt Disney Pictures. Duh. (laughs) The 49th Disney animated feature film. The film is loosely based on the novel The Frog Princess by Edie Baker, which is in turn based on the Brothers Grimm fairy tale The Frog Prince. Mm hmm. Set in the 1920s, New Orleans, New Orleans, the film tells the story of a hard-working waitress named Tiana who dreams of opening her own restaurant. I'm almost... Cue musical number. It's so good. I started writing all these facts about the music, and I was like, that's not what this is about, but the music is so good. The music is so good. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, After kissing a prince who has been turned into a frog by an evil witch doctor, Tiana becomes a frog herself and must find a way to turn back into a human before it's too late. That's the plot. Uh... I have secret dreams that they will someday 
post-COVID, turn this movie into a stage musical, and mm-hmm. it will be amazing and beautiful. Oh. Don't matter what the look does. Like. If they can do SpongeBob, they can do puppets. They can do Hercules. They, they can, can do, do Lion King. Lion King. That's yeah. true. Yeah, but they're always that. They're not going from That's human true. to that. Mm. But yes, that would be a great, yes. a great show. The Princess and the Frog began production under the working title The Frog Princess. It marked Disney's brief return to traditional animation as it was the mainstream animation studio's first traditionally animated film since Home on the Range 2004. Which is the 2D animation is so good. I love yeah, 2D it's really animation. That, that classic it, animation. It's so rare for those kind of movies to come out, I feel like, now. Or it's like you have to look harder like tangled and frozen. Yeah. Like they're all I remember movies. watching it with some students at the very end of the school year, you know, when those like last three days are happening. And I was like, I hope they like this because it's not like the computer one. And they loved it, too. Yeah, they were like, so yeah, good. it's... They knew quality is quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the voice actress for Tiana is Anika Noni Rose, who yeah. also played Jessica Jangle in Jingle Jangle. I said, see our holiday episode. And and she's one of the dream girls in the movie. She's so she's good. She's got an amazing oh voice. Oh, yes. I think she's That's a Disney right. legend now. Is she? Mm-hmm. She um, she's be. a legend. No, but yeah. like they yeah, have Disney like hearts. the name, like the Disney <laughs> legends, I believe she That's is cool. one. Okay. We'll talk about some talking animals, because technically uh, Tiana and Prince Navi are not they're they're animals that talk but they're not animals right. they're frogs they're like salem yeah, yeah now they become not frogs animals. but yeah. they're not there originally frogs talking yeah. animals in the movie um in the movie jim cummings plays ray a middle-aged cajun firefly he and his vast family are close <laughs> friends with mama odie so he offers to help the frogs to get to her ray has an unrequited love i wouldn't say it's unrequited love for the evening star <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of Fester and his love for the moon. <laughs> which he believes is another oh, firefly named Evangeline, uh, which is a reference to the 19th century Longfellow poem, which I didn't read, but I assume I know that poem. I was going to set it to music once, and then I got lazy and didn't. Well, there's still time. time. It's That's still like a good baby. poem. <laughs> Mike Surrey was the, su- the supervising animator for Ray. Ray's name comes from the blind pianist Ray Charles. According to the director... Nice. The main reason experienced voice actor Jim Cummings was cast as Ray was because he actually lived in New Orleans for years and could do the required Cajun accent. Which, his accent is delightful. That character mm-hmm. is... That's more better yet. Probably my so favorite character. Good. It's so good. He's a good boy. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Princess and the Frog was originally announced... Did I already say this? As the Frog Princess in July yep. of 2016. Yeah, and early concepts and songs were presented to the public uh, at the Walt Disney Company's annual shareholders meeting in 2007. These announcements drew criticisms from African-American media outlets due to elements of the Frog Princess story characters and settings considered distasteful. Mm-hmm. In response to these criticisms, the film's title was changed in May 2007 from The Frog Princess to The Princess and the Frog. The name Maddie was changed to Tiana, and the character's occupation was altered from chambermaid to waitress. Talk show host Oprah Winfrey was hired as a technical consultant for the film, leading her to take a voice acting role in the film as Tiana's mother, Eudora. Which nice. doesn't have to do with animals, but I did find really interesting. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> Respect. Respect. Randy Newman composed most of the music. Good old uh, Randy see. Newman. The alligator character in the film is named yeah. Louie in He's honor so great. of Sorry. jazz great Louis Armstrong, who is nicknamed Dipper Mouth, Satchel Mouth, and Satchmo. When Louis, the uh, alligator, is singing about becoming a human being, he mentions Louis Armstrong and, at the same time, pulls some Spanish moss from a tree and wipes at the left side of his mouth. In his later life, Louis Armstrong suffered damage to his lips from years of blowing high notes on his horn. This caused the left side of his mouth to dribble saliva. Armstrong kept a handkerchief in his left hand and frequently wiped his mouth, so that was kind of a 
Like I'm imagining. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Yes, yes. So I was like listening, but also looking up Anika Noni Rose because I was like, what is the thing that she's also known for? So what is it? Um, she was the lead in Carolina Change and on Broadway, which is a really good show. And also was Angelica Schuyler in the workshop version of Hamilton Very before cool. it went to Broadway. Slay all day, queen. I have one fun thing And about. many other things. She's been in I mean, things, but yeah. she's so talented. Her voice is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, yeah, I just remember seeing her in Dreamgirls, and she was barely, she was in it the whole time as, like, the third Dreamgirl, and then, like, the second one when they kicked out Jennifer Hudson. But <laughs> I was like... Who is this girl? I need to listen to everything that she is ever saying. <laughs> and then that's why I was like, what is the show? But yeah. No, when uh, when me and my two friends, Xander Dodd, went to go see this uh, movie, I had looked away from the screen for two seconds. I played trumpet in high school, and so the alligator played trumpet, and he used his spit valve, and I missed it. And she was like, he just used a spit valve. So gross. I was like, what? And then he it's, never did again. It's a it's water valve. Oh, so sorry. No, <laughs> Does water come out of it or spit? Water. He called the saliva valve. <laughs> okay, most, most brass players will tell you it's the condensation, and it's a water valve. Oh, I've I'm heard like, that. Nah, it's spit. It's well, spit, nice. nice. It's both. As a brass player, it's definitely It's spit. definitely both. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Oh, there's we only went, a couple more. So we I found out that, like, hardcore fans of the movies are called froggers. <laughs> <laughs> I said fans of the movies are called froggers? That's kind of animal related, I guess. <laughs> oh. There's a different um, type of froggers where people hide in your house. So, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a lot or more that trying I can to avoid say. traffic. As you and do I might honorable thing. mention it in <laughs> the future because the music is so good and the animation is so good. Um, but yeah, this is my favorite Disney movie, and there are talking animals in it. It's so good. It's, it's one of those movies so that we good. watched. A what lot. year did it? What year? it was two thousand nine. Why yes. did it take that long for Disney to come up with a black princess? You know, like, why? my the goodness, black I know princess. she's so great, and we need more. I know yeah. we need more. Yeah, we, we do. need black princesses, and we need gay princesses, and we need gay princesses. Yes, I'm ready, I'm ready for a gay and princess. POCs Disney. that are not. I'm not convinced that Mer- um, Merida from Brave is at least not part of the LGBT community at some point. But mm-hmm. like, I mean we need not overtly. We yeah. need LGBTQ that are like that's not the whole point of their existence, but it's there it's and nobody and it's not implied. Yeah. Not implied. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, no I agree. But yeah. this at least Because I mean Elsa, while we're here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she don't need no man. But <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Um yeah, this one's really good. It's, it's like just good. yeah. I didn't I like thought of it and didn't think of it because I was like I don't want to do a Disney one because mm-hmm. this but this one like really works because they are I just talking animals so within like a human uh, all the characters I could watch at any time and the villain's good mama mama's oh, good oh Coraline is an honorable mention because uh, oh yeah talking cat, cat. another talking cat, cat. cat. Just talking or cat. Alice in Wonderland <laughs> or what's the one um, Hocus Pocus has kind mm-hmm. of the same thing with Salem it's Salem. a wizard tra- trapped in a cat body or something I don't a know heartthrob teenager yeah. Every time I'm like, why is your hair so long? Ugh. I never watched <laughs> it when I was, like, young enough to find him attractive, and I'm Good. like, ooh, okay. uh, yeah. No, I never got into Hocus Pocus that much, which I know, like, a lot of her theater Sandwich. friends, like, would be very mad about. But oh, it's fine. I, got, I get to watch it every once in a while for work, so that's nice. Yeah, well, hey, mm-hmm. watching any movie for work is nice. So Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so there's Talking Animals. Um, yeah. I had DuckTales and, oh, uh, what was my other one? 
Uh, Persona 5. Good You're job. So pretty. Uh, babe and Sabrina. Because we did that in our very first episode. Of course, never did it again. I had The Princess and the Frog and the Red Ball book series. And you should check them out. Check us out at TNTales1 on Twitter. If we missed anything, go ahead and tweet us at TNTales1. You can direct message Instagram at TNTales1 or Facebook TNTales1. Yes. There's also now a listopia uh on Goodreads, if you are a Goodreads person, and are trying to remember the books that we have mentioned. Um, so if you just search Tea and Tales under Listopia. I mean, Erica lists off a lot of cool books. She's on top of this. So. Shout out to Erica. Ooh, Erica, I you're great. Right. <laughs> I um, haven't been working the last week and a half, so, <laughs> but I'm going back to work on Monday. So, But um, we're going to try. Yeah, try really try hard. Really hard. Not to be too crazy. Not to pretend we're not crazy. Not to be too crazy. You guys have a great night. Thanks for listening. Have a great morning. Or evening. Or afternoon. Bye.